This is a wee bit of everything. The podcast that explores all things sport and teaching. Hello there and welcome to the A Wee Bit of Everything podcast with your hosts Lewis and Clark. Thanks for coming back to tune in to this week's episode. We really are amazed by all the support we have received from everyone so far. Our partner of the podcast is Premiership Experience who have played a big role in helping us develop. Premiership Experience offer fantastic sports tours within the UK and abroad so be sure to check them out on Twitter at Prem Experience. This is a professional learning platform where we get ideas and insights from like-minded professionals. Our vision is to inspire, to teach and to entertain. So let's get started with this week's episode of A Wee Bit of Everything. This week on the podcast, again, we're putting another spin on it by getting on um, uh, another PE teacher to answer some questions from the Edinburgh fourth year students. Um, in relation to probation year um, coming in August. So this is our second episode of this kind um, and this week we've got on a different guest. So Clark, do you want to do the honours of introducing today's guest? Yep, we'll do it. Our guest tonight completed his probation year in 2017-2018 which was one of the last full years um, uninterrupted from Covid. So it's Matthew Gallagher. He's a colleague of mine and a good friend of mine. Um, we've been teaching. He's he's been teaching for four years now, including his probation year, uh, which he completed in North Lanarkshire. And I've been working with him from, for the last three years. Uh, and he is going to talk talk to us today about uh, how to get how to have the best probation year really, and his experience and how he uh, maximised his potential throughout his probation year in terms of. Uh, starting extracurricular clubs, um, teaching and learning, how to, how to improve his teaching and learning as well throughout the year and, and how, he was, how he was able to do that. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome one to the show. Just to, before we get started, just to confirm it is the Matthew Gallagher. It is the MG. He's actually coming on. I know, we've been trying to get him on since, when was it? April, since we started the podcast. So 2020. It's been a long, <laughs> been a long time coming. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, Mr. Gallagher, welcome to the podcast. How's uh, how's your day going? It's going very well. Lovely to be here finally. That you finally asked me on. Um, nice to be here finally. Yeah, it's great. It's great to have you on. Um, we're really looking forward to hearing your experience on your probation year, um, and hopefully you can answer some of the questions from the fourth year students at Edinburgh University. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as always, I've worked with you for a few years now, so I know you always give maximum maximum effort in everything that you do. Very kind. Very kind. Um, so just before we move on to the questions, then how's your how's your summer been so far? How's how's everything been? I not bad. I mean, it's not been uh, too relaxing yet. I've been working out in the garden. Um, my fiance is working from home still, so um, I'm just trying to get out here most of the time. So I've been out power washing. Um, I found a new talent. Keeping busy. <laughs> That's been a bit. Uh, looking forward to going away at the end of the month. But yeah, nice and relaxing. How's yourself? Yeah, it's been good. We brought up in Sky. Um, it was a wee bit of everything. Trip away up to Sky. I love that. <laughs> in the camper van. Uh, it was good to see see something different. I've never been before, so uh, the, the weather was perfect as well. Midges weren't too bad, so can't complain. That's all you can ask for. <laughs> <laughs> Managed to catch a few of the Euros games as well when we were up there. Just a shame Scotland weren't there. Hey, World Cup next time. World Cup next time. That's it. There's always, there's always enough competition. I've got a now. That's it. We've finally got there, so that's it. 
I know that's that we've, we've, we've broken our hoodoo, as, as they would say. Yeah. Uh, they would say that. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so move on to kind of question one then, uh, yep. Matthew. How can probationers go about getting to know other probationers in the school or the local authority or indeed other teachers across the department? Well, I remember, I, I don't know about you guys, but I remember this being quite a, a daunting thing initially when I went. Because I, I had good experience on kind of placement schools. Um, and I think when I was there, uh, sorry, placement schools, I think the department do a big thing trying to push you out there and trying to get you there. But obviously, when you become a probationer yourself, you are... Uh, fully fledged teacher at that point, it's you can on your own. Obviously they'll help and whatnot, but it's now you to work through the whole year um, to get to know people. And I found it quite daunting initially, um, working in my probation school, which was lovely. Um, ladies and Motherwell was a great school. Um, but getting to know people, I found it was quite tricky. Um, especially we didn't have a, a PT, a PT a P. it was a shared faculty with Home Keys, and they were Home Keys. so it was a wee bit done. So it was a bit more of myself going and find people and chatting to people. Um, one of the big kind of basic things I would do is, is go and speak to folk. And I know that sounds easy to say, but it, it's so beneficial to kind of get yourself out there. Staff room stuff, um, I, I'd recommend going there. It seemed quite daunting initially because everybody has, I think teachers are quite funny like that. They have their own wee seat and you don't want to sit in somebody's seat or you don't want to sit in the wrong area or you don't want to, what group's going to chat to who and it's all a bit weird. Um, but Definitely. I know that kind of fades away once you get to know them. And I don't know how professional it sounds, but I always really benefited from a night out. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of stuff, I don't know what school's going to be like um, in terms of host nights out, but I think that kind of stuff allows some people to get a bit of down, chat to them a bit more and get to know them. Um, and and yeah. that's, so the kind of social side of things is very important. But I would say recommending speaking to your PT, saying, letting them know what your interests are, perhaps outside the P, um, or, or it could be including P. I know we have in our school worked with science, I've worked with the, the kind of woodwork department, the techie department before on different projects as well. Um, and that's all based on, on speaking to a PT or, or speaking to a deputy that, that usually are very interested in. Um, you'll find that deputy's probably a kind of line manager for probationers, so go and speak to them. I've had ones before, very, very helpful, who they can connect you to um, and go and speak to them. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with in home economics before, um, try to work with a kind of breakfast club, and that's been kind of linked through senior management or PT level where they've, they've put us together, and after that we'll discuss stuff. Yeah, sometimes yeah. if there's a lot of opportunities out there, it's just about taking that first step and making be not, be not minded about it. I, I don't think, I think, what will be honest when you go back to that, it's quite scary because you, you're terrified that these people are going to think you're this wee new person that doesn't know anything, that doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. And I think part of that you've got to remember you're there on your own merit. You know, you've, you've done your degree or you've done your postgrad as well as your undergraduate degree. You've got there off your own back. Um, you're more than capable of being there and doing what you meant to do. And it's scary. I found, I'll be very honest, I found it a bit scary talking to people initially um, and putting yourself out there. And you don't want to come across as if you're daft because you think you're worried you're going to say the wrong thing or you're going to come across as if you don't know what you're talking about. And I found that very scary. So I think getting a good relationship or even just speaking to your PT and your deputy who know everybody initially allows that to open up a wee bit more. Um, yeah. I think staff from attending things are really good. I think even just visiting departments or one like not one in the school but walk around the school to see if we get your parents get to know people and just getting your face out there a lot yeah. more you don't want to be the person who kind of late in the year people are like oh they've been here all year you don't you want to leave your mark there at a school first of all for your own development because it helps you second of all then you get your with your application stuff you've done things third of all your name gets around out there and you also feel part of somewhere which i think is really important if you're going to give your best to yourself to feel part of somewhere rather than just kind of visiting that school for a year before you get your permanent contract 
Yeah, I love that, love that point about making your mark in the school and kind of leaving a legacy behind. But yeah. I remember, I remember you came to our school after your probation year. We, wow. we still, we still was terrified when you were sitting across from me. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, a bit cautious is what I'd say. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, me and you knew each other from, from before that, only briefly. Um, when that's we done right, an interview, so you were the one before me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Aye, so you, were quite, you were lovely beforehand, you were saying, how you doing, mate? You're right, but, <laughs> a lovely boy. He was a lovely boy, I've always said that about him. Uh, <laughs> beforehand, ready to go in. Lewis, so me and him are talking, he like, seems like a nice guy, right, we'll read our notes and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that you leave the, the head teacher's office, come gets picked up by the head teacher, and all I hear from down the corridor is, Oh, there's Clark. How you doing, Clark? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you could hear before you go in for an interview, oh, they know the guy before me, right? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but um, see, see, when you're doing your probation year, Matthew, yeah. how many probationers were in your school at the same time as you? There, was, there wasn't many. Um, it was a school of around, okay, the, the, the whole row was like 700. Right. So it was me and another, another guy, just, he was in maths. Um, mm. So we had a couple of meetings alongside the kind of debuts and whatnot. I thought that was really helpful to kind of have a guy, like a guy or a person there who you kind of talk to and be a bit more honest with, with yourselves mm -hmm. um, and discuss things. And I think link up with the probationers is one of the other ways we, we kind of help yeah. the other teachers um, because then he introduced me to the math stuff. Who then they talked to say I think it was science they were talking to about ICT So that introduced you to more folk alongside that. Um, but. I, I think getting to know that, it's nice to have a support base, isn't it, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be your best pal ever, although me and the guy got on really, really well. Um, yeah. I think it's nice to have someone who's going that shared experience with you. Um, you've got to remember, there'll be teachers in your school as well who are not long out probation year. I mean, I know mm -hmm. it's three years ago, but it still feels quite fresh. So you still talk to people around that who give you some support and discuss stuff with you. Yeah. Um, and everyone's been through it, you know. And, Oh, yeah. First chance for being honest and giving experiences. Because I, I, I had, there was, I think there was seven, seven or eight of us on our probation year at my school. So we had a lot of, there was a lot yeah, of us. Was. So I, we had like, I think it was once a month we had like a, a probationer meeting with the, with our kind of line manager or deputy um, who was in charge of the probationers and we'd sit and he would just get us all together. It was fantastic. And he would bring in like some sandwiches, cakes and all that. And we'd just sit and just chat about our experiences. And um, one thing that he always encouraged us to do because there was a few of us, um, I had a friend who was a techie teacher and I would just go up like on a Monday afternoon and we'd look at our um, profiles. Yep. So see how like the, the stuff that you need to fill out in your probation yep. year. Um, and we'd just be like, can you go up and fill that out together and just like basically chat and talk about how we're getting on and stuff like that. And that really, really helped. So if, <clears throat> I think that's a, a good idea if you have got other probationers in your, in your school at the same time as you is use them. Find a period where you are both off yep. um, timetable and... Um, go up and go through your profile and just chat about how you're getting on things like that. Definitely, we mean the. the that helped the, me anyway. I definitely mean the boy Danny as well. We went to kind of all the CPDs together, obviously, which I suppose this year COVID wise has been hit, but hopefully in the next coming year it will be, be better again. Um, mm. And that was a kind of obviously it was a kind of room of probationers, which was, was really helpful. Um, and I think that kind of it's one of those kind of natural kind of things where you're going to speak to folk at these these places and they're kind of council wide and you get to know them. And they might not be PE. But they may be from another school, and again, it promotes those kind of links and discussing with them. And again, just those kind of shared experiences that help. We worked a lot on our reflections of these CPDs together, and then obviously our kind of end project at the end of the year was based together um, mm -hmm. and working together with it was some primary people. It was with Danny for our school um, and another secondary secondary art teacher we were kind of mm -hmm. working stuff through. Um, and again, it was but we're all going through a similar thing. Um, so we bits of advice. We might say, what did you work for you? What worked for there? Mm. Um, I find it obviously very, very helpful because it's, it's easier than 
obviously we're all going to do our readings and we're all going to do our own kind of research stuff, but, but seeing someone in a similar position to you is employing a certain tactic in class or a, a certain strategy um, and seeing how, they, how it works for them, I think, was massively helpful for me, certainly. Yeah, when I was, at, when I was asking you that question, I was thinking about, I know, I know it was a year after your probation year, but can you maybe talk a wee bit about the IDL projects you were involved in? Because that was a really good way to kind of get to know other departments. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, so that was with, again, that was initially speaking to the deputy in the school and saying I wanted to get interested in certain stuff. And our PT, um, who's excellent for us, um, kind of discussing this is something that goes on in the school in terms of like, the IDL committees. So we had a, in our school just now, we've got a second year one and a third year one. Um, so the third year one's over an ideal day um, and the second year one's over an ideal week and they were in kind of slightly differently but the main basis of, of what I think what Clark's getting at there and is that you're working with other departments you know I was a representative for the PE department there with others for like maths, humanities, um, homikis again the techie department, um, languages uh, and like sciences and stuff so again that, that meant we all looked at a meeting at the start of the year and say, what are you going to bring to this? So the SDIDL day was a case of the, it's a, a day out of classes and they're given a timetable where they go to say six different events. So we had a yoga one running, we had a rugby club one running, um, and there was different places around the school. They worked on, on different um, kind of mental health or wellbeing type days um, with different classes that, that ran. Um, but the main basis in terms of it was great for the kids, it was fantastic for the kids, but it also meant I met another, say like 10 members of staff who I hadn't known before particularly well. We discussed it in a group, different ideas, what can you bring to this, what can I bring to this? Um, and you kind of learn stuff from them as well in terms of organisational skills, um, in terms of how would you contact someone outside of the school, go into the school, how does that all run? Um, and again, it's yeah. stuff that we wouldn't have experienced before. Now, the S2 one is a completely different group of staff as well, which are kind of 10 members of staff where we bring different things of what PE can bring to this certain topic, um, which initially was World War One we were talking about. But again, it's all about, for your own professional development, discussing with these other teachers, a project coming together, what can you bring to it? So they kind of set out, this is what we want from you, we want a day or a couple of sessions um, revolved around whatever topic it might be. And again, this is what we are bringing to it, discuss to us, you know, bring your own element of PE to it, someone brought their own element of languages to it, whatever it might be. But it's against a discussion, it's getting to know other teachers. Yep. And there's going to be loads of different things like that in school. You know, we have learning and teaching committees in the school, and it's like a representative, be your representative for your department, go and get to know other teachers. And again, I think it, it gives that sense of belonging to you. Um, We've done a, there's, like, there's literacy groups, there's numeracy groups. You'll find a lot of this out on um, kind of in service days. Um, yeah. and I'm sure you two have had different committees over your time at the schools as well. Um, where... yeah, I was quite fortunate where I was in probation year with another PE teacher and yeah. um, I set up an ideal initiative between home economics and PE because of the kind of healthy and the nutrition side of it preparing yeah. for performance. But I think even as a probationer, it doesn't need to be as much as what you were doing, leading it at a whole school level. But no, no, it doesn't. No, certainly not. I think even as a probationer, they could like shadow you, for example, or yeah. shadow someone in the school who leads the ideal committee. And that would yep. be a good, good bit of advice for them. Well, I think I, I think get to, get to know your department early doors and ask who's on what. Do you know, I think who's on what committee and mm. everyone's going to be on something, you know, pretty much. Um, and you can kind of then say, right, well, I'm quite interested in the literacy stuff that's running, the literacy group that's running the school. Can I come in one of your meetings? Can I come and see how that's getting on? And again, it's just it's for good practice. It's for seeing how these, these meetings run, but it's also seeing how this group's trying to do something in the school and is this really beneficial thing in the school. Um, it shows you how you can connect to another department if you want. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't expect them to lead stuff in the probation year. Um, I think that's maybe too much pressure on someone. But I think certainly shadowing these groups and getting involved in these groups and doing wee bits as you can as you can 
I think is very important. Yep. Right, so, so just to summarise then, just to kind of, uh, for this for this question, then just kind of put themselves out there. It's going to feel yes. daunting as, as it's felt for the three of us, but it's yeah. never really that's never that bad once you kind of put yourself out there and you feel a lot better about yourself once you've done it. Yeah, once you get to know um, know the the teachers in your school and know the, the other probationers that are in the same position as you, it just it, it gets easier each week, yeah. um, for sure. In my opinion, anyway. Definitely, I think the, the, the sooner you do that, the better, because I think it only builds up in your head after yeah. a while, um, and it only it only seems more daunting the, the longer you don't do it. Um, and I think once you once you do speak to these people, you realise, oh, they're just just folk who are, are doing the job, who are just normal, normal folk who just get a chat to them, and you get to know them a bit more. And then once you know those, when you get your foot in the door with them, a lot of times I've found it, it comes back to help you. People you end up speaking to go, well, we've actually got this trip running, or we've got this um, idea we're trying to implement in the school. Chink, you could be part of that. Chink, you could do something like that. Um, and that, that only comes down to the fact that they know you um, and they know you're interested and enthusiastic, which I'm sure all these young, fresh professionals will. I know. And, and, and I know Gallagher well. He loves a trip. So he, he, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he can't be a trip, you know. That's, that's what I'm, I'm like, a big thing I've been missing this year. I think that's been wrong. <laughs> I know. But, that's that. We'll be back next back, year. Back up and running, hopefully, in August. But in, in, all, in all seriousness, I love like, trips, but in all seriousness, in our ladies' school, there was a... There was a, there was a um, a yearly trip went to York and they always reserved a place for a probationer. I think that happens quite regularly in schools that they want the probationer to be on these things. They're actually, as, as my, me and you know, Clark, it becomes quite a big thing. Like you want to run trips and it's, it's difficult. You had mm-hmm. the, the stresses and strains of the Madrid trip to run um, mm-hmm. or to organise. And I think having a wee bit of experience, obviously, again, you're not doing loads, but having a wee bit of experience of how these trips runs um, and run because I know we're kind of joking, our trips are great and whatnot, but for the kids a lot of the time in, in certain schools, they don't get trips outside of being in school. They don't go holidays necessarily. So they actually are a real massive thing. Um, having, having the experience of even just being on a trip and seeing how in-depth in things can be with it um, could be actually quite beneficial in school. So again, if you hear of some trips running um, in your probation year, you know, have a wee ask, pop in, see the person running it, just let them know you're interested. It might, they might already have spaces full, they might not. It's worth an ask. Yeah. Um, it could be a, a fun, a, a really good thing to do, but also quite beneficial long-term. Yeah, just on that, um, was uh, who's the best company to go and get some trips booked with? Oh, that, oh, that was well, well said, mate. Um, uh, the old Premiership experience. So I think I'll be hitting them up come August if everything's back to normal. Get a wee trip yeah. booked down south. Kim Coyle, Kim Coyle, top man. They guys are great. They guys are great. I've only had good things. I've only had good things. Yeah, you've been on a couple as well, have you not? Have um, that. Have that. Loved it. Went to Manchester. Fantastic. It really was. Yeah. It was great. Uh, yep. Yeah. Man City, United. City tour, United game. Is that, is that your support? Is it Man United? Well, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, the English team, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a big Man U fan. Brilliant. Yeah, I do love Man U. Right, off to a flyer, Matthew. That brings us on to question number two. <laughs> how much should we be taking on as probationers and how much is too much on top of our classes? Um, it's tough, that, because I think there's no... I couldn't say like oh, only run one club, only one. It's very, very personalised. It depends what's happening in the school. It depends what, what's running. Um, I've done a number of different things on my probation year, but what I would say is it was it wasn't all at once. So it wasn't all within the first few months. I'm doing all of this. You know, I ran football teams, badminton club, trampolining club, um, but also done some observations of higher classes. And when I was in my probation year um, in early days, there's a. a ASN school, especially school, like attached to the school of Bottle Park. Um, now, I have a kind of, as Clark knows, a history of 
before I got into teaching working in an autism charity, which is an area I think I'm very passionate about, very interested in. So I had been working in there a wee bit, not, not loads and loads, obviously. It was in, in kind of, I uh, spoke to my PT, spoke to the, the dentist and whatnot, and that was all kind of okay that I'd go in there and, and certainly free periods off to help out or shadow classes or, or whatever it might be. So I felt by the end of the probation year, that was quite a lot I was doing, alongside going on a couple of trips and, and helping organise them as well. And three different clubs, the observations and and Boggle Park. Um, alongside, I was kind of doing some nurture stuff as well, kind of mm -hmm. shadowing nurture and how they went about it. So that seems like six different things is quite a lot. Um, and I think it's dependent on, on the person as well, how, how comfortable you are doing a number of different things. I would say it's essential that you definitely do something. Mm -hmm. um, because again, you want to leave your mark, but again, it's more selfishly than that is you want to build up your own skills um, yeah. and running clubs and getting to know those kids. And it's a great opportunity to get to know the kids outside of a classroom context. Um, so you can build some relationships a bit more, you get to know them a bit more, again, become more ingrained in the school. Um, but again, I would say in terms of what's too much, when you start seeing it take over your planning time um, and your reflecting time and finding that you're really struggling to, to kind of Get that in somewhere um i would say that's when it becomes too much and it depends we're all very different on how we organize stuff um but you need to have that plan time but you also need to have your own personal time as well this year is going to be tough um and your own mental health wise and different things have been you need your own downtime you need your own personal life um so as important as this is and as, as passionate as i'm sure all three of us are about teaching we, we enjoy our downtime as well um and it needs it because it refreshes us and kind of gets us going again um but as I said, those kind of different things, the three different clubs, the observations at higher class, which were, I found very, very helpful, um, working with, with kind of the, the special needs school and working with the nurture stuff, which were great, all happened kind of periodically, not kind of one after the other. It didn't, it didn't, all, it didn't start by going, right, August, September, I'm doing these six things, bang, I'm doing them all. Um, I found it was kind of, a, I picked up the football stuff quite quickly, um, taking teams was kind of straight off the bat. Few months on the line doing the badminton stuff. A few months after that, once I'd got my trampoline qualification in, doing that, the nurture stuff was kind of periodic. So, what I was kind of the woman who ran it was fantastic. The teacher ran it was fantastic. She kind of said, "When you're free, just come up, just come up mm -hmm. and see it, and come in." And if could, maybe if I was running something, she'd say, "Right, two weeks time you're doing this, so just to make sure you're there." So it kind of allowed that flexibility as well. Um, you have to know you're in you're a stressful time. I think yeah. don't, don't don't take for granted that teachers know. So allow that wee bit of flexibility into your stuff. Your clubs, I think they're a bit more rigid at times um, because the kids are relying on it. Do you know, if you're saying coming on a Wednesday, then you make sure your club's running on a Wednesday as long as you've got um, kind of a, nothing else is on, as long as you know what's happening. Um, your observations, again, it's going to be someone in your department. Do you know, I, I was there was two higher classes um, when I was at early days, and it was very much that, or can I come in this day, come in that day? It wasn't a case of, I'm coming every Wednesday, blah, 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 blah. You discuss with your department, you talk to them. Um, I would just make sure, at the end of the day, you're going to be judged on and how your lessons are going and how you're, you're dealing with your own classes to an extent. So make sure that isn't affected, um, yeah. isn't impacted. Because that's, again, when you, when you see that perhaps you're pushing yourself too much. Um, and it is, as a probationer, you say yes to almost everything. Because you want, you want to leave folk with a good impression of you. You want to make sure that this invaluable experience is made the most out of. But just, just be cautious of how much you're adding up. Um, mm. And that's not me saying, don't say no to everything either, because again, this is a fantastic experience in a year that then when it comes to interview time, you can say you've done bang, 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 bang. 
and it was really beneficial because it impacted on you. It's going to, it's going to make your practice better, but again, just look out for yourself as well. Um, occasionally be selfish. Not all the time, but occasionally just make sure you're, you're balanced and you're not, you're not stressing yourself out too much. Aye, my, my takeaway from that one, similar to um, when we had Damien, who was a girl I went to uni with, is yeah. don't let it hinder the quality of the main stuff of your yes. teaching. And then don't start, don't take on too much so that you, maybe you're not finishing things that you start and stuff like that, you know. So take on things that you're actually going to be able to complete fully and also so it's not impacting your actual teaching as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. The harsh reality is, at the end of the day, you're judged on your teaching, which is, mm. is right. That's what you're there for. Yeah. And that's so, your job. Exactly, exactly. And if you're doing stuff which sounds great, fantastic, these kind of extra stuff are brilliant, but the, the basis what you're there for is to, is to be the best teacher possible for the, the kids that are in front of you. You don't allow anything to kind of come between that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you made a good point, Matthew, about saying don't take on too much too quick. Yeah. I think that, that can be something that you, you can be guilty of August, September, really try to make a good impression, but you end, you end up... At, accepting too many invites yep. on different programmes within the school but always try and ask yourself what impact is this going to have on the kids and try and bring something new to the school I don't know if you would agree with that like try and bring in something new maybe a new club or oh I definitely because I think the, the, you want to keep it fresh for the kids as much as possible um, and I think you, your own individual person can bring that to them yeah definitely that's a, that's a great point they've made um, something we're big on here a wee bit of everything is to keep it fresh for the kids so we're uh, we're definitely going to back you on that one there. Right, so moving on then to uh, some of the kind of extracurricular stuff you were talking about there, uh, Matthew. Um, leads us nicely into our next question. And you're speaking about a lot about kind of different clubs that you offered, your football teams, badminton club. Um, so how, how do you actually go about doing this for anybody sitting there listening in? How do you go about starting the club? What's the process that you would go through to start it, um, if you don't mind? Yeah, not at all. Um, so at least always what for me is... And you try and bring your own expertise to it to an extent. Um, so, again, I was big on doing the football stuff, uh, big on the badminton stuff, um, which I know, Clark, you know I'm good at. I've put you in the court a few times. Um, you have, you certainly have. But, but no, is, he an actual, is he a player, Clark? Eh? Uh, he's decent. I was playing my left hand, though. <laughs> <laughs> I had my eyes closed, in fairness. <laughs> 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 well, Matthew and um, Lewis knows as well. I'm partially sighted, so he did beat me. But I was. Mean, <laughs> Clark just wants it with Clark's excuses. His eyes are awfully dry. I heard he was uh, doing that mid game. I heard that the tears. I couldn't work it out. <laughs> From the defeat. <laughs> Some boys. <laughs> um, but again, I think you bring what you're strong at if there's a gap there, do you know? Um, we always have, we get loads of kids who over the years want to do football clubs and whatnot. Um, so I think there's always a, a gap there. Um, if there's sports, again, that you're interested in, the environment and stuff, um, you, you try and run that. But again, you try and see what, what the gap is in the, the school. Mm-hmm. A lot of time, you know, probation year, for, for a period of time, I was helping, or taking the netball stuff, uh, taking the netball club. Now, that's not a sport I've done. Um, in school or, or even at uni or whatever, um, but it's something that was even done, so I kind of pulled up my Was it you were saying, did you play for the uni team? No. Nah. Didn't do an end. <laughs> I got hit on you, it's alright. Kill me. Kill me then. <laughs> 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 no, but the, my gal I did actually enjoy, uh, we, we used to organise trips to the Sirens games, uh, yeah, which is only, the only professional women's netball team in Scotland for anybody who's interested in 
attending some of the Sirens trips. Um, it, was a, it was a very good night out. Enjoyed that. Uh-huh. Matthew, Matthew enjoyed it as well. We got dropped off at the Emirates. I think he was wanting to get into Parkhead instead, yeah. though, weren't he? <laughs> I was wondering across the road that I'd get lost again. Just <laughs> 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 autopilot. <laughs> Yeah, so how, so how um, would you ever consult the kids as well, or would you just kind yeah. of do it on probation? Yeah. The, the, uh, the thing is, we're, we're talking a little bit about this. The kids will come and tell you a lot of the time. Like they'll ask, can, can you run a this club? Can you run that club? Because when I got my, again, obviously you need to do your trampoline certificate and whatnot, the school put me through that. I think it wasn't straight in August, it was maybe October, November time that kind of get, that came through my probation year. Um, I got that done. Um, as soon as the kids knew I could, I could do that, they were up to you straight away going, oh, can you run this club? Can you do this? Can you do that? So you, kinda, you do try and gauge what, what would be interesting, how many kids am I going to get going? Um, because it would be nothing worse than, than not getting the numbers there to run it. Um, so again, you try and work out what, what's the gap in the market there almost. Yep. So as I was saying, it's, it doesn't necessarily need to be a sport. Um, you know a lot. You obviously, in a PE teacher, you're going to work on that. And you're going to build the knowledge up quite quickly. Um, so netball wasn't something I'd coached before or done before, but again, worked on it and, and kind of tried to get the basics of it, spoke to other teachers um, to try and find out what I try should focus on or how, how to go about it. Yeah, I, th- I think in probation as well, it's important to be different as well. And I know you yeah. spoke about the, the breakfast clubs. How did you go about getting involved in that? Because as a PE teacher, obviously, everybody will be doing clubs across the year, won't they? So how did you yeah. go about setting up something, maybe the whole school? So again, kind of more, more who's, again, I was talking about speaking to other teachers again. So in, our, in probation year, there was already a kind of breakfast club set up. Um, and it was, again, it was about me discussing um, yeah. with, with that, uh, like to say, oh, can I become a part of this? Um, yeah. Can I do this? Uh, and, and again, it was very much yes. And when, once you're in the door there, it's about kind of understanding, right, what they, how they set this up, what, what they need to do, how do you keep this running, almost. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of interesting itself there. We'd also, as, as I said, had a breakfast club being set up, getting set up in the school before kind of COVID hit for, for our current school. Yep. Um, so the way that ran, or it was going to run rather, was, um, or it will run in the future, um, you try and, we tried to identify the kids who perhaps would benefit the most from it. Um, so that was speaking to people who support, who again, another group in the school who very much are open, door open, um, come and speak to them, come and learn from them, try and discuss with them as much as possible. They're very busy, but try and discuss with them is, is important. Um, so try to identify the kids who perhaps SMD, one, two, three, who maybe benefit the most from it. Um, and then again, approaching those kids. So I think that ran slightly differently to how we would maybe um, try and sell a club where we would maybe have posters for a club um, initially. Um, we would kind of speak to classes about it. We would um, kind of build it up that way. I think the step process for me, and it could, it could also could run differently, would be slightly differently initially for the breakfast club because you want to, what we're trying to do with it is to target those kind of low SMD numbers to kind of give them something in the morning that might be kind of beneficial that they're in school because we're going to work at um, a kind of breakfast slash homework club so that they had a time to maybe ask a teacher, it might not be a teacher of that subject, how do we go on with certain bits of homework? They'd also get that meal in the morning to kind of set them up for the day. Um, and really beneficial. Now, I think once you had targeted the number of kids who you wanted to in Seagull, and if you still had space and still had the opportunity to get more kids, then I think you begin the kind of poster thing and you say, right, come speak to Mr. Gallagher or whoever the teachers are in it and see if you want to do that. But I think if you're going to set up that breakfast club, for me, I mean, you could do it differently. I'm not saying it has to run that way. But for me personally, that was what we tried to do with it was target the kind of low SMD number of the kids who perhaps had been identified around the school as they maybe really benefit from this. Their people support teachers saying they would benefit from this. Trying to speak to them and say, this is something that's going to benefit you, it's going to help you a lot. Come along, help us a bit of homework. 
get a bit of breakfast um, and get started. Now, obviously, the more logistics of that is that you need to get kind of a um, permission slip signed. You need to have a time to do it. It's going to be outside this kind of normal school hours. It's before school, after school. You kind of get the permission slip signed. Um, lunchtime, you don't need to do that, which was the trampoline club. You didn't need to do that. They get that stuff done. But something that's nice, just to have it covered so that, they, first of all, the parent knows what you're doing in the school and the kid knows that it's always kind of safe and sorted. Yeah, it's just a shame it didn't get up and running, but what, what was it you were saying you were going to do? It was going to be the kids were having the muesli, was it? And you were going to be kicking a fry up? <laughs> exactly, I can't tell I Do as I say, not as I do, kids. That's, that's <laughs> just imagine you sitting there with your big breakfast in the morning. <laughs> big breakfast rolling that, I don't know it. No, it's good for you, get a wee bit in, come on. I Clark was saying he gets sacked for the breakfast club because he kept burning the toast. Oh, horrendous, man. Horrendous. <laughs> no, I don't Fire alarm's going to have left, right and centre. That's a, big, that's a big mistake to make. That's a, that's a big charge for the school. Stand outside, Mr. Burroughs. Stand outside. I'm still just stepping down from my duties there. <laughs> Gallagher took over. Never looked back. Brilliant. Right, Gallagher. My final question for you then, which brings us to the end of the main part of the podcast, is what's it like being observed by the head teacher? Do the pupils act differently and what advice would you give if this is the case? Uh, well, from my experience, yes, the pupils act differently. They definitely do. Um, but I also think, maybe not to that extent, they act differently whenever someone else is in the class. They're, they're kind of weirdly territorial at times. They're like, this is my class, what are you doing in here? Um, and it could be anybody. It could be... A fellow teacher, it could be someone, you could be your mentor doing it, it could be the PT doing it. But yeah, of course, I think most of they do act differently. Um, now, I always view this as a bit of a positive, personally. Um, not that the behaviour stuff was ever, was ever an issue, but it just kind of means that when a deputy or a head teacher was in, there was never, for me personally, there was never a behavioural issue um, because they were almost so well behaved. Now, one issue you might find of it is they become very quiet, um, which is one of the big negatives I've, I've found of it is that they're so terrified or terrified, but they're nervous of saying the wrong answer, especially in front of someone who is so important in the school. Um, so I think the positive is they do have differently behavioural issues. You're not probably going to have any, um, but you need to then go, you're going to have to work really hard to make sure that they're given answers in a certain way. So as again, that's looking at different strategies. Um, you may have maybe post-it notes for certain answers, or you may be with, that they're discussing with a partner for certain answers. You don't want to lose that either. Um, you want to see the, the, the debut or the head teacher to show that you know your stuff and you know what you're talking about. Um, what I would say as well is just be prepared. Be as prepared as possible. Um, don't expect any surprises. Remember that, that teachers talk around the school. Your, your head teacher will know before coming in because they won't be your first observed lesson. They'll be down the line a bit. You know, they're going to be maybe your fourth or your fifth observed lesson um, because they want to get uh, involved and more comfortable initially. Now, your PT will have seen you at that point. Your mentor will have seen you at that point. Um, I would be surprised if they were coming in having not spoke to them and said that this is what they're good at. Here's some areas that maybe they're needing to work on, but overall we're pleased with them. It wouldn't be a case of them throughout that lesson and being, oh my God, get them out, get rid of them, which feels like kind of the, the way it sometimes feels before you get into it um, and that nervousness. But I would say they know what you, they know kind of what level you're at and just be as prepared as possible. You know, you are going to, and everybody should have met as enthusiastic and as trying stuff. They, they want to see that. They want to. They don't want to see a boarding lesson where it's you sitting in front of a board and direct teaching the kids. They want to see you doing what you're good at, your strength, something a bit different. Um, and again, the one main concern I would have is just sometimes the kids go a bit quiet. They go a bit mm. quiet, and I think I'm sure you have a good relationship with the kids as well. 
you think, think of ways to get around that. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I think that's, that was how I always felt those particular ones. After the, the mentor obviously in more regularly, and I think the kids can become more relaxed to that. But I think when it's someone as, as high up as the, the head teacher, the deputy, the kids tend to raise up a wee bit. I think it is. Um, there's always that kind of stigma attached to it, isn't it? When you're getting an observed lesson, it's always that kind of anxiety and fear almost um, around about it. But I think as well, it's important just to go in and do teach a lesson like you would teach it. And then if they're not happy with it, they will tell you. And then it's something that you can learn from as well versus doing just doing like a, a, like a kind of one-off show almost, you know? And then because you, if, if you're doing it that way, like just doing like a like a big flowery all singing, all dancing, one-off show, and then um, they're happy with that, then they're maybe not going to have anything to give you, yeah. like, uh, any kind of feedback. I, constructive feedback, and then you go back to your normal ways of doing it. So why not just do it as well, just like the way you would always do it? Just make sure you've got, obviously, your lesson plan and everything for them, and then um, if they're not happy with anything, then they can... It's about learning, and if you if you act and do this other whatever, be another teacher for a day thing, then you're not going to learn to see what you actually are good at, or what's beneficial for your teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, you could pretend to be someone, but the kids see through that as well. You yeah. know, the kids, or they or they do all this stuff when the the mentors are, but they don't do anything else usually. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, you want to. You're not going to get as, obviously as a, as a student, you get observed every lesson really. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I don't know about you guys, but I. For the first few months of duration, you really missed that. Like I found it, I found it quite a bit. Initially, it's nice because you're like, right, I've not got this Sunday, but I can decide what I'm teaching today. I can decide how I'm going to teach it. Blah blah. I don't have a mentor. I don't need to teach to how this teacher would normally do it, and which is part of the worries about or the stresses of student life. Um, and I, I missed it initially because I think you then think, well, I quite like getting the, the praise of my lessons being good. Mm-hmm. I quite like them saying, oh, it's reassuring, isn't it? It's, At the end of it, which is which is. Which is, but it's a learning experience as well, and I think you've got to have that. Try I don't feel like you have as much pressure, but I see as a as well, a student, I don't feel like the pressure's there. And then when, as soon as you go into that probation, you like something. Yeah. It's like it's like oh my, I've got these are all my classes. I'm in charge yeah. of them and all well, that. It, it is that it's, they think they reflect you, obviously. Uh, but then when you think yeah. about it, you're only you're not even a year. Like you're not even you're just literally just at the start yeah. of your teaching career. So I don't take any any criticism personally. The people the folks who are giving you feedback. I've been doing it for a lot longer than you have and been through a lot longer and have been through this process as well. So their feedback at times can be invaluable. Do you know mm-hmm. and it's important that you find out what's good about you? Because again, it's not just negative feedback you're going to get, as we say there, it's going to be positive stuff. It could be somebody mm-hmm. saying, I really like the way you've done that practice or the way you brought them in there. And then you know, right, well, I'll, I'll keep using that because that's working. Like, mm-hmm. it's a positive that they're happy with it. Um, it's clearly ticking all these boxes, so I'm going to use it. Um, mm-hmm. But as you said, Lucy, it's, it's about... It's reflecting on you. So, so I think almost be aware that these observed lessons are coming up because you want to teach like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kids yeah. are ready for it. The kids are, are knowing what to expect um, and aren't surprised by anything. Um, I think from a preparation point of view as well, as you were saying, Matthew, when they had teachers in, I sometimes felt as if you got through a lot more, so I would have more planned yeah. than maybe normal. That's a good point. Because sometimes you end up getting through stuff too quick, so you need to maybe overplan stuff. Yeah. Just have some stuff up your sleeve in case you're moving through it at a quicker pace than normal. Yeah, I definitely yeah, I agree there. I agree there. Because it, it does, it kind of cuts out maybe some of the lean minutes or two you're dealing with another issue or dealing with that that tend not yeah. to happen on those days. Yeah, definitely. Just just be as prepared as possible for that. Um, and again, there might be stuff that you don't use. It might be that you, by the end of the lesson, those wee extension tasks you don't use. Um, yeah. But again, I'd rather have them and not use them than, than be panicking and flat on that time. Um, what I'd also say is, and I'm sure everyone 
listening would know that already, is that it's okay to change it. If you've hand, handed the, the head teacher a lesson plan and things aren't going the way you wanted to, it's okay. Like, it's like any, any um, placement time, you can still change it. Just because the head teacher doesn't mean you can't change it. Um, and they'll, they'll appreciate that in discussion afterwards, why you changed it. They'd rather see a teacher who's, who's flexible and who, who can be, be thinking their feet than be the person who's, who's kind of panicking and would rather kind of just sink, you know? Yeah. Now, um, Lewis was saying the other day there that his head teacher came to observe you, wasn't it, Lewis? And he, he went away. He just walked away halfway through. Matthew, what would you say? Would that be a positive for you? Or would that be a negative? Because I know that sometimes happened to me as well. Would you take that as a... a for me, well, I, I would say it's a positive for myself because they've already seen it. If I'm Lewis, I'd worry. <laughs> I love that. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> no, but that sometimes does happen, doesn't it? It does, it does. It, I think it, for a number of different reasons. Um, stuff happens in the school that they need to go and. Stuff happens in the school, you have to do it times, very precious. Um, for them to go a whole period uninterrupted is probably unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be a case of they go away for 10 minutes and come back in, or they might be that that's in a way. But again, don't let it affect you, just keep, te- keep teaching the way you would. Uh, your focus needs to go in the class as much as possible. Try not to focus on, on what's happening around you. That'll that'll deal with itself. Love that. Oh, love that. Focus on the class. Other things will deal with itself. I mean, you've you've absolutely round right. that episode off perfectly. Like you've you've smashed it out of the park, Mister Gallagher. Far too But I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. That's that's wow. that's what I will say. But, um, I'll pass <laughs> you on over now to to Mister Burrow, who will lead you nicely through the quick fire round. I'm worried about these. Oh, right. I'm buzzing. Right, just, <laughs> just be patient with me, uh, Matthew. I'm not usually on the quick fire. This is usually uh, Lewis. It might, not, it be a quick, might not be a quick fire then. This, this, is, quick this is my forte. <laughs> Lewis is experienced in this element of the game. Um, so, <laughs> right, do you ready, Mr. Gallagher? Yes, let's do this. Now, remember, it's quick fire. I know you might struggle with that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, is it, if, it's, so, if it's anything like your text, then you know, <laughs> <laughs> I've told you I'm before, the, the signal's bad in here, I've told you that, I, I don't even get text sometimes going, I, I, I don't know. The thing is, when you text in Matthew and WhatsApp, there's no, there's no very many blue ticks about I don't know if that's a, a, I don't know why that is, but there's a lot of dark grey ticks. You just do the way you pull down, you see it and then like, <laughs> <laughs> let it go, just see it. I'll like get back it. to that at some point. Right, well actually, you're talking about the signal in Airdrie, if you could have a giant billboard anywhere in the world, or in Airdrie, what would it say on it? Oh, I like that. Um, I would go with, I like this, uh, kind of, it's a Maya Angelou quote, she's like an American poet, yep. um, and it was that success is like in yourself, what you do and how you do it. And that would just nice. be, a, that'd be the old billboard. I mean, part of me wants to go <laughs> more negative than that and do the, the kind of, it's spelled L-O-S-E, not L-O-O-S-E, the kind of loose-lose thing. That yeah. do. I hate that, but I'll be more positive about it and say that success is... It's liking yourself, what you do, and how you do it. Love that one. Never had that one, Lewis, have we? Nah, that's a new one. <clears throat> Was it with that being airdrop? It's kept it fresh. It's it about getting it fresh for the teacher. <laughs> Some it fresh for us. Somebody, what was it? Somebody was saying that the reason he's not been on for ages is because he was listening to all the episodes to make sure he didn't say the same quote. <laughs> <laughs> so see, so see, the, see, the, see the quote, Matthew, yeah. would, would it be an airbrow or would it be, like, who would it be any, anywhere in the world? Who would you pick? You want, you want the most folk to see it, don't you? Yeah. Where'd I put it? I suppose Times Square's quite a bone answer into everyone Times Square. Um, and you're competing with all the other billboards. Exactly. Sure. Hey, where I'd put it? 
and maybe it's not almost not built on board, but I'm going to cheat and say, see where the, the people make Glasgow sign, see if I can have it there oh, for Ah, nice. That's winter. I like that. What colour would it be, pink? Uh, green and white. <laughs> <No>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, number two, what people or books have had the greatest influence on your life? Ooh, you uh, I feel like, um, so, for the way I'd go this is, people would be, I'm always interested and inspired by folk who are, are good at more than one thing. Because um, I think it's that that's quite important. I think don't don't pigeonhole yourself. So people like Alec, Billy Connolly is a massive inspiration. Uh, Bo Burnham is a kind of comedian, uh, done directing and, and writing as well. Um, and Donald Glover, who's a, a comedian, actor, writer, rapper guy, who, uh, is incredible. Um, so I think guys like that, or people, people like that, rather, um, who are, are multi-talented, are, I find very inspirational because they kind of drive and the kind of craftsmanship to be very good at more than more than one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, kind of a books and uh, I would say more autobiographies. I'm big into them. So uh, Billy, Billy Connolly's autobiography was, was incredible. That kind of stuff I think is quite inspirational to, to see those life stories and struggles. Mm-hmm. So would you recommend getting the, getting your hands on Billy Connolly's autobiography then? Uh, uh, I definitely would. That's what I'll do then for the rest of the holidays. Um, try and get my hands on it. Um, so final one then. What piece of advice would you give to a teacher about to embark on their probation year? Uh, something that stuck with me, I, I kind of got was um, to be the, the kind of constant positive influence um, on a kid's life. Um, I think the more you get into teaching, you realise that the, the more you learn about kids, or people to, you kind of hear stuff. Um, and some of the stuff that kids go through at times, and not every kid, I'm not saying it's not always like this, but some of the stuff's unimaginable. It's horrendous. And what you have the power to be in, you've been given a massive privilege and a massive opportunity to, to be the positive influence on someone's life. Um, that they could they could go back to and refer back to and talk about for the rest of their life. So be the person when they come in your class every morning who meets them with a smile, who's positive to them. You might always not get it back reciprocated. It might be a case of they, they're horrible to you or they're cheeky to you. But one day, remember they're a kid, things will click um, and they'll come back to you, whether in your class or another class, and it'll all work out. So I would say be, be the constant, constant positive. It's not easy, um, but it's massively rewarding. That's absolutely unreal, Matthew Gallica. Gallica. Matthew Gallica. That was unreal. Get into the podcast. Thanks very much for coming no, on. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for coming on, Matthew, mate. It was a pleasure. No, it was great. Enjoyed that a lot. Thanks again for joining us in this week's episode of the podcast. We hope you've been able to take something away that you can implement into your practice or life. If you regularly listen to the podcast, then why not leave us a review to let us know how we're doing and where we can perhaps improve. That way we can take action and further develop the Obo podcast. Until next time, we hope you have a fantastic week. Take care.